0: Hey listeners, welcome back to another episode of Matt goes to the movies. We are here to talk about She-Hulk season 1 as a whole. Uh but before we get into the recap of She-Hulk, I want to let listeners know that this show is being sponsored by Map 360. And with that sponsor, a pretty cool giveaway offer. So There is going to be a digital copy giveaway. Uh, The rules of that contest will be in the show notes for the movie called Jerry and Marge Go Large. Brian Cranston, Annette Bening, and Ryan Wilson star in Jerry and Marge Go Large, inspired by a true story of a retiree named Jerry Sebel, who discovers a mathematical loophole to win the lottery. He and his wife Marge use their winnings to revive their small hometown but when a selfish college student cheats the system, Jerry must find a way to make the game fair for all. Buyer Rent, Jerry and Marge Go Large on Digital Now, directed by David Frankel, rated PG 13. So, thank you to Matt360 for sponsoring this portion of the show. And thank you to all you listeners. Again, we will put in the show notes how you are able to win one of those five digital copies. So, Back to She Hulk here. And season one is in the books. Had a couple days to think about it. And the last time we left off on this show, uh, I had recapped episode six, and I wasn't quite sure if I was going to do the rest of them. But today, I've got Robin Harrison with me. And instead of doing episode seven, eight, and nine, uh, we're just going to talk about this show in general. So. As usual, Rob, Harrison,
1: welcome back. Thank you. you. I'm very excited to do this.
0: Yeah. Um, so, Harrison, I I want to let you go first because, Rob, you you had an opportunity when we did episode six um, to kind of talk about your thoughts uh, about the show up until then, because that was the first episode that we had been able to do together. Um, certainly, this is a different episode. Uh, You know, release for us as we've done these Marvel shows before, but we've done them as the episodes have come. But Harrison, uh, like a general consensus, uh, you know, your feelings, because
1: you caught up on this show, I think, rather late. Is that correct? It was like a weird mix where, like, I think I started the first two episodes on track, you know, like on the same day as everyone, like that, that Wednesday or whatever. But then as it went on, I kind of got behind. And so there was a time period where I had to get like three episodes in a row. And I think it was episode four, five and six. Um, So like I had a weird lull in the middle and then kind of towards the end. All
0: right. Well, you know, this is one where I'm always incredibly curious to hear your guys thoughts. But this is one where I feel like. I struggle. I go back and forth on some of my feelings uh, with this show as a whole, you know, individual episodes. So I'm going to be really curious um, what you guys have to say overall about this, because again, like we've done MCU's MCU shows before where we've talked about them on a weekly basis. Um, But also this is a show that we have not talked about at all like off to the side through text messaging or anything. So really a lot of these thoughts that I'm going to hear, uh, they're hundred percent the first time that I'm going to hear them. And, you know, I, the, the obvious that everybody complained about was the CGI and Rob, I'll, I'll let you kind of talk about that. Cause that was one thing that took me out every episode in certain scenes. Um, was a cgi and it it seems to be a real problem with marvel lately um we certainly saw it in thor um love and thunder but the cgi in this was something that uh, again i i understand it's a disney plus show but they they shovel millions of dollars into it And it's just one of those things where I don't understand how you allow CGI to look the way it does in this show and expect it not to distract from what is supposed to be on screen, especially when some of that CGI is there. There's messages that they're trying to betray, and I'm just I'm distracted by what I'm looking at on screen. So, Rob, I'll kind of let you go into that topic first. You know, I think your word distracting is probably the
2: perfect word for it because it reminds you that you're watching a show. And and yes, there is definitely a willing suspension of disbelief anytime we're watching Marvel shows. Yes, I'm aware that gamma irradiated superhumans don't exist. I'm aware that, you know, there aren't suits of armor that can take people flying into the stratosphere. Like I'm, I'm, I'm also aware that like space grimace isn't trying to collect five colorful stones to snap everybody out of existence. Like I get all that, but you know, It is distracting. It does kind of pull you out, you know, particularly her hair. That seems to be the one thing that a lot of people online have been saying over and over again is
0: that her hair just never looks right. Um, It's when it's up too, though. It's even it's even more like dominant. I feel like when her hair is up, when her hair was down, it seemed better. But when she's got her hair up, it was to me that was when it was at its worst.
2: Yeah. And I don't think necessarily they would have been further ahead just to kind of go the Lou Ferrigno route and just find like a female power lifter and like, you know, airbrush her green or something like that. I don't, I don't think that would have been better. Um, but it, yeah, it just kind of feels like, you know, the lighting was always a little too bright, it, you know, it just felt like it was off and you were constantly reminded you were watching a show and, you know, I, it may not have been as egregious as what we got at the end of Black Panther, but Man, you look at some of these other Marvel uh, events, and like Spider-Man, always looked good. Like it never looked like he wasn't there. You know, there's there's a lot of things you can point to that have been done well. Um, so this one, this one's kind of a head scratcher.
0: Yeah. Um, funny enough, um, you say like going and painting green, and then Harrison, I'll let you give your thoughts on the same topic. But um, we won't talk about that episode in full yet. But the ending. Um, that opening scene, which I thought was really cool, I, I yep. love that. That's a guy, yeah, it was for. Yep. We, I didn't realize that until I saw uh, an Instagram post today. Um, that that was a, a stand in for her, but it was a dude. Um, I didn't realize that, but um, I, I did think that opening was very clever. I got a lot of that. Um, so I also did. Harrison, your your thoughts on? I mean, it's it's widely been one of the most talked about things about that show was the CGI. Um, you know, was it distracting to you? Were you able to look past it? You know, are you going to sit there and say, "Geez, guys, you
1: might need LASIK surgery because <laughs> I don't know what you like. I don't know what you were looking at. I loved it. Uh, I'm like a weird in between where it like definitely was distracting. And I'll just say in general, Marvel's CGI is pathetic. Like they really put their VFX artists through horrible situations and they turn out bad CGI and then they're shocked why. Like, it's bad. It needs to be fixed. But what I'll say about, like, She-Hulk, like, when the series first started, yeah her anytime that she hulk is on screen it it was very very distracting some particular shots of her are obviously better than others and you can tell where they spent their money like Mm -hmm. this is a money shot or this is is not and like from a financial standpoint and like a logistical standpoint i can understand why they're like hey a scene of she hulk walking through an office where we only kind of see her back uh we're not going to spend a ton of money on that but we are going to spend a ton of money on like this other scene, like I can understand that, and so like I can be kind of forgiving, um, especially knowing that like CG faces require a ton of data. Like the reason that that Mark Ruffalo's Hulk looks so good is because they've been CGIing him for ten years, and so they figured mm-hmm. it out where like this is the first time they've done this character so like there's a lot of it where like the behind the scenes aspect of it makes me a little bit more forgiving but it is hard not to be distracted like there's definitely those shots where i'm like wow that is atrocious and like that's all i'm seeing is how bad it is so it is extremely distracting um but when it works i will say that it works really good for me like i'm not even sure if i want to say this but I will say it by the end of the series. Like I started to be attracted to She-Hulk and it was weird. Like I, the series finished and I was like, that is a weird feeling to like, in some scenes be like, wow, this is extremely distracting and looks horrible. And in other scenes, like this is a really attractive, like wh- what's the word? Like, like She-Hulk is sometimes presented as like, this is the wrong word, but like a very, like a, what's it? Like a, I'm struggling with words right now, but like a embodiment of femininity in like a really powerful way. That's like it worked on me, I guess, is I'll just say that way, because I'm struggling with words.
0: Well, that was all over the Internet. Uh, Like, realistically, there were a lot of topics about She-Hulk, like being attractive um, and things like that. So uh, there is a lot of talk about that. But yeah, there there are some scenes where I thought like, okay. Like she looks really good. But then there were there were some scenes in certain episodes where like she's sitting at the desk inside the office as she Hulk. And it's just like it is glaring. Oh, it looks like a cartoon troublesome. It looks bad. Yeah, like like how bad it looks like they pasted in like the animated Avengers cartoon into their live action TV show. Um, like it, it, just, it looked really bad in certain scenes. And I, I know that, um, one of the other things that was distracting to me and, you know, we get a huge fourth wall break in the last episode. Um, and, and we'll certainly talk about, uh, about that in a little bit, but one of the other things that I was just like, you don't have a lot of them. So I thought you would have put attention into it. Any action scenes really until, I mean, this is all spoilers and and, and everything like that, but I, I thought really only until Daredevil showed up in this series, I didn't think any of the action scenes or the fights were really good. Like that first episode where Titania busts into the courtroom, that is like taken three level like cut shots Like, back and forth. Like, you couldn't even keep the camera on She-Hulk throwing a punch. It had to cut back and forth. And I was like, how do you not... Like, for the small amount of action that you had in this show, how did you at least not... I I guess I would say besides her and Hulk first fighting, I, I thought the rest of the action scenes that she was in, um, that first attempt for those guys to jump her and try and take her blood, I thought those were edited. Like really, really poorly. And I'll let this just go in the the same order. So Rob, I'll, you know, I'll defer to you first.
2: Yeah, I I think that's really accurate. When you look at some of the action, when you look at any of the action um, scenes up until we get episode eight, where Daredevil shows up, um, they're not good. And look, um, you know, we had kind of talked about this a little bit. The last time we got together to talk about She-Hulk, this is not, maybe this is not the show we were expecting it to be. This is not the Marvel. This is not the MCU that we're used to. So there's a little bit of a recalibration there. And, And I say that, but at the same time, they're still doing MCU type things. They're still showing other characters. They're still calling back to other things that have happened in the MCU. They're dropping new characters in to get you excited about future projects. Clearly, you know, everybody knew that Daredevil was going to be in this, and that was to help promote that they're relaunching his own show. So that's to help reintroduce him and kind of set up what his continuity will be. So that you know, we have that. That's that's peak MCU, and then the at the finale when Scar shows up, and it's like, okay, clearly Hulk was going to Scar, and now I'm going in my head like, okay, I have always hated that Thor um, Ragnarok wasted the Planet Hulk storyline. And now I have a little bit of hope that we might actually get a piece of that. Um, they might show some things that weren't actually part you know, like we're happening simultaneous to Thor, Love and Thunder, you know, all the events that happen with Hulk after he leaves in Age of Ultron before we see him again. Um, you know, seeing Scar makes me go, OK, maybe they're going to actually give me Planet Hulk and do it right. So those things happen. Uh, and But outside of that, you know, this is this is very not like our normal MCU until we get to, you know, Ribbit and rip it, which was actually kind of everything I wanted out of this show. There was good courtroom stuff. There was good action. Um, It was funny. Like it it was charming. The characters worked well together. Um, I really think that was my favorite episode of the series, but the action really,
0: really worked well. Yeah. Harrison, where do you stand on that?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that because I just watched episode nine today. And like, I know we're going to talk about that more later, but like the one action scene in that moment starts and then the fourth wall is broken and it stops. So the action, I was thinking about how it's like incredibly limited. But like at the beginning of the season, before I knew what we were getting into and before I really knew what I wanted out of this, or I knew what I wanted but like before my opinions changed because of the show changing it I was really kind of disappointed with the lack of action but by the time we got to episode 8 which I agree has great action like I enjoyed the action I thought it was well done but like I didn't feel a want for it, it like I didn't feel like it was missing like when it showed up I was like oh yeah that's great but I didn't feel like I was missing that without it so I would say by like episode 5 6 especially episode 6 I was really like bought into what she hulk was um and so it was easy to like let it be what it was instead of like wanting other things like like i was very much just like on for the ride like whatever happens happens and i'm i'm good for it
0: yeah i i definitely didn't like i didn't need there to be more action it was the the small stuff that you're gonna have i felt you should have put some more time and some more effort into yeah i agree um Which at the same I definitely time, like, think they did. If it's
2: if it's a show with a Hulk in it, I want smashing. Like that's what Hulks are for. They're for smashing. Like that's what I want.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I certainly, you know, there there is some some things to that, but you know, this is a series too, and, and this this really hit me on the last episode where she explains her stakes, and we can get into that further. But this is an episode where it felt even I think on uh, like at episode six, Rob, I had mentioned like some of these things I felt should have come already. And, And by episode nine, it was like, why did this season get nine episodes like this felt like this was something that could have been. A shorter season and there were things that dragged out and and one of the 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 things that i had said in a previous review was just because the you break the fourth wall and put out there what is happening like doesn't make it okay and i feel like you know were some of the things that they said correct especially in that last episode um when Jennifer Walters is kind of talking to the audience. Yeah, I absolutely think it was it, some of it's very warranted, but at the same time, it it doesn't make it clever because you still fell into typical MCU pitfalls that you called out the fans for being against. So I felt like you weren't really getting across the message that you wanted to Um Because it felt like this episode, in particular, like that wedding episode where she says like, oh, yeah, wait, a wedding episode. Well, this feels weird. Like, yeah, but that's weddings like it didn't make it okay. Like that episode truly, really did not need to exist. What transpired from that? I feel like you could have condensed this story and it would have told to me a, a better coherent story instead of actually feeling dragged out. Absolutely. And thinking about the way that, um, you know, the way
2: that you talk to people, you know, like, you know, co-workers, friends, relatives like, oh, hey, are you watching uh, the new Game of Thrones show? And, and I've got um, people I work with that are really into the Game of Thrones, but they're like, oh, no, I'm waiting for all of it to be the whole season to be out. And then I'm going to just watch it all at once. That is not the way you want to watch this show, because you will hate it. Like you kind of need like a week to go by and then you kind of forget some of the some of the pointless ones, like the wedding episode, like you kind of forget about it and be like, okay, well maybe this week. Cause if you were just binging it, you would just turn it off and be like, all right, I'm just, I'm just not going to finish this. Like, or you'll be like, you know, a couple, maybe two hours into watching everything and then go, all right, I'm done here. I'm going to bed. And then maybe you pick it back up. Maybe you don't, maybe you start your seventh rewatch of the office instead. You know, like that's not like, that's not the way you would, you would watch this series. And when you really come right down to it, this is one of the less rewatchable series of all the MCU shows as a whole. Like I would absolutely rewatch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, even, even though I think WandaVision is a little unrewatchable just because of how they, they pull the rug out from under you and they, and they kind of, you know, do a bait and switch on you as the audience like that, that kind of annoys me, but I would still rewatch it. Um, I, I don't know that I would ever rewatch this. Uh, I think there's too many. And even if I did, there was episodes I would just completely skip. Um, and that's, you know, why are they there? Why is this? Why did they spend that time to do that episode in this series?
0: Yeah. Wanda vision. Nobody wanted that boner. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Harrison. I'm sorry.
1: It's, it's, <laughs> it's your turn. Go ahead. Ignore me. <laughs> oh, um, Christopher Nolan, and hear me out, wait for you, just let me go down this road for a second. In an interview, (laughs) said that the ending of a movie or a TV show is the most crucial because it will retroactively either ruin or improve everything you just saw. And I realize now as I'm talking to the two of you guys that the conclusion of this, the final episode, episode nine, which I just watched, like improved the entire season for me. Where like I genuinely... Could see like like not just improved like it, it like one eighty turned me around, which is interesting like almost to the point where I forgot how much I disliked it until you guys were talking about episodes and like I remember sending you guys as a text like I am so done with She Hulk and just like being really upset. My opinion has changed so drastically by episode nine that like I will not just would I probably will rewatch this and enjoy it, which I did not expect to happen. Like I ju- I just really didn't but there's something about it that just really turned me around where to me it, it really does feel like there's a lot of filler and it feels like what marvel did was like hey we want to experiment with television we want to experiment like both from like a creation point but also from like a consumption point like we want to experiment with what we create but also with what people consume and how they like it so let's do that with our character she-hulk because we're gonna break the fourth wall And like like if there's a character that's gonna let you do that that you're currently doing like she hulk's the one to do it with and i felt like the ending like really just wrapped it up for me perfectly or i was like okay yeah like you sold me i get what you were doing i didn't get it all the way through and i if i was binge watching it i would have turned it off and i would have never finished it but by having like and even like falling behind and then catching back up it was like enough to keep me interested because i was thinking about this as well like why am, I have very limited time. I haven't watched Andor at all, which I love Star Wars. Like, why am I watching this more than I'm watching Andor? And uh, I, there's just something about... And I really, to me, I think it's because of um, uh, Tatiana, who plays She-Hulk, um, and Jen. I, like, she really just reels me in. And it works. And the, the end just retroactively made, like, the whole thing enjoyable, which I can't believe I'm saying that, but, like, a genuine... Like, even those parts where I remember sending you texts... And mean, like, I hate this. Mm-hmm. I like, it's not just that I'm forgetting that. Like, I now like that, that I previously hated.
0: See, that's, that's really interesting because the ending, I'm not saying I hate it, but it definitely to me, by pointing out what this show was, I, I was never confused about what this show was, but I feel like the way that it was pointed out further amplified my point of this show being too long. And I I guess we can just talk about that with, you know, when she calls out and says, you know, the MCU does the same thing over and over again. You have the struggle, the villain gets the powers. We get all that. I understand that. I, I, I wasn't looking for a big fight, but also at the same time, when she says like, you know, my struggle is understanding to be Jen Walters and She-Hulk and being okay with that. Um, It might not be high stakes, but those are my stakes. And that felt very real. And that's what I wanted. And Rob, I said this when you and I did the episode, but it felt too little too late. Like it felt like this was dragged out and her, her stakes with everything that had happened that revelation i felt should have come sooner it it just felt like it was tacked on and it almost didn't feel earned to me in a certain way um so i, I i'd like to get your thoughts on that cuz again i don't hate it but it certainly didn't give me a revelation of oh man like now this is like, this is better for me. It just almost amplified some of my feelings. You know, this is a show that I think there
2: are so many valid ways you can feel about it. There's certainly people that are trying to say, oh, this is great. And if you look at the critical reviews, the show is actually critically well-reviewed. And there's, I think, if you look at, you know, the places you can find audience rankings, audience rankings are actually pretty good on this. And yet you do hear from a lot of people who really dislike this show. And I actually understand all of that, you know, and I think Matt, you're kind of falling somewhere in the middle, by the way, I understand that too. Like that makes sense to me. Um, You know, I think Harrison, something you said that really jumped out to me was you talked about this show being very experimental, you know, like this has been, they've done some different stuff. You know, the, the way that they have her kind of kick out the panel of the Disney plus home screen, I just thought was like. All right, I we haven't seen that. That was Like awesome. that's that's really clever. Like I appreciate that. That was super clever. You know, like she something was happening and she goes all Wayne's world and is like, okay, let's do the mega happy ending now. You know, let's do the Scooby Doo ending now. Like I kind of like, okay, this is this is wacky. This is weird, and you know, you're right. The way that a show ends definitely changes how you feel about it in a lot of ways where I really, really liked episode eight. And I had said to both of you, make sure, you know, I text you both like, Hey, watch this before it gets spoiled for you because the internet has a tendency to do that with big stuff like this. And so I was already riding high into the season finale and I, the season finale was so wacky and weird that, um, and caught me off guard. I really enjoyed it. And and it did raise my overall opinion of the show as a whole, but it's not going to ever be enough for me to forget that a lo- most weeks when I turned this off, not most weeks, a lot of weeks when I turned this off, I'm like, why did I just do that?
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe Jen is just so good that she like totally gaslighted me out of all my opinions that I previously held about this show.
2: <laughs> oh yeah i mean Tatiana she's fantastic Seriously. i mean she is she's yeah. been a very very high point for this series and you know i hope that they continue to find ways to use her in the future it doesn't seem like she's settled into her superhero kind of role by the end of it but man i would i would love to see them continue with her in some way
1: yeah she's she's fun
0: yeah she was fantastic um i really do enjoy her um I, I would love to see her in some more projects um and you know one of the things that trouble like one of the reasons why some of the stuff with her bothered me is because there's always this thing and it's in every superhero movie is and what? In what reality? Because she doesn't come off as a jerk. She doesn't come off as a woman who, oh, I'm too busy because of my career. It, it, you know, one of the things that I didn't like about this show sometimes was, in what reality does a woman like that get rejected? And yeah. and, and everybody only wants She-Hulk. And, and I'm not saying that she would never get rejected, but the way that this show like went out of its way to be like, nobody's interested in her unless she's she-hulk i'm like no I, I like i could think of 50 of my friends that would be interested in her because she's quirky she's a good look at yeah. like you know she just seems like the down-to-earth kind of girl that somebody would want to be like hi like you just say hello to or she would be the one She's in a, a
2: lawyer. She's super intelligent. Like there's all of those things that are like, yeah, it's, it's, it did seem strange that they went out of their way to make her like a, a hose beast in yeah, the it,
0: eyes of all these guys. <laughs> and like, even if you didn't know she was a lawyer, like if you just saw her out in public and she was on her day off, like she wears like regular, like, like she wears regular clothes, like she doesn't get super dressed up. So like, again, like if you saw her in like a Starbucks and like you drop like you dropped your biscotti like it feels like she'd be the person to pick it up and say hello to you like and you'd be like oh hi thanks and like you might strike up a conversation but you know they they made it and like they do this with other people too it's like as bad as the movie is but like this is the example that i'm going to use like you know in catwoman (laughs) like but like, it's outside of everything else, but, like, you guys will know what I'm saying here. She's a bumbling idiot. Like, she can't even walk to work without bumping into people, and it's like, who really goes through life like that? Like, seriously. Like, y- you have to make these characters so they can't, like, walk to work without bumping into somebody or drop a million papers on the ground? Like, I... I've been on the planet for 38 years now. I've never seen anybody actually do that. Her life is kind of like those late night
2: infomercials that solve problems that nobody actually has. (laughs) Where like, you know, the person just has this whole pile of of like something they're carrying, and it just ends up all over the place, or they're they're using the hose, and next thing you know, just a series of catastrophes happen, and their house is on fire now. Like, that's kind of what this show kind of created her life to be, Mm -hmm. and it it was unnecessary it didn't work. It felt like it didn't exist in, in reality. And it made it kind of hard to get into the show. Like that, that's not how reality works. Well, and again, I know it's a world where she's a gamma radiated superhuman. I get that. Like, but you know, they're still basing it on real human emotion and reaction. And that, part right. The, the thing
1: worked. for me was not that like, I had a problem with any of like, cause they're obviously trying to, to get at like a thematic theme here and get at a message in what they're portraying this character to be, which is awesome. I'm all for that. like, Talking about gender roles and dating as an older person, like really interesting topics that they can do interesting things with. And like when we got to the episode, just Jen, I was bought into the difficulties that Jen's going through. And then later when I forget that guy's name, who like totally ghosts her after they seem to have a great relationship, like my heart was broken for Jen genuinely. And that worked. But the previous moments, like when she couldn't get a date or they were only interested in She-Hulk, felt extremely fabricated. Not that the experiences or the message that they were getting at is wrong, but it just feels really stupid. Like it feels like you're treating me nothing than just like a message board. Like like here, let me just create this perfect scenario that this is not really real so that I can like hold up this conversation or this social commentary, which I just hate when media does that in general. And it felt that way and it was frustrating.
2: So I just want to play on that for a second because it did feel at times like this show was trying to squeeze every toxic masculinity caricature they could like they're trying to fill a bingo board with all of them. Yeah, And Mm -hmm. they were trying to just go down a checklist like, Hey, did we get this one? Hey guys do that. Let's make sure we get that one. And like, you know, like Harrison, you definitely noticed that. Like you clearly picked up on that. Like I kind of picked like, and that's, and it really does break from reality. It's like, okay, like we, I understand this is, this is what you're doing, but like, that's not entertaining like because it's not real. Like you don't run into all of that. Do you run into some of that? Sure. Should they have showed some of what they showed in her struggles as a lawyer, you know, a female in a, in a male dominated profession to be taken seriously and all of those things. Sure. That's real. That is real. That's, that happens. You know, I'm sure there are women listening to this right now going, yes, I cannot be taken seriously in my field, or at least not as seriously as my male colleagues. Yes. I, I know for certain that happens, but wow, they just really went right down a checklist and tried to make sure they got every single one of them. It felt like
0: a
1: checklist and I hated it.
0: Do you know where I felt like that was really, really dominated? Um, was episode eight where she thinks she's getting honored for female lawyer of the year And then there's like 10 of them that got brought up to the stage. And I was like, there is no way that any one of the, there's no way they would have pulled that off. And none of those other females would have known that they were good. Like, there's no way that happens. There's no way you think you're the winner, but they're giving it to 10 different females. And again, and I, none of them talk to each other first. Right. And, and maybe, I don't know, maybe somebody out there is like, this is not your topic. Shut up about it. And sure. You, you certainly have your right to, to that opinion. And that is fine. I just, I, it's so hard for me to believe that that would happen. Like, cause again, it felt like a checklist to be like, look at how terrible it is. And it's like, no nobody knew like you didn't know because she thought she was going there to get that award it wasn't that she was nominated she was going there to be presented with the award you somehow didn't find out that they picked 10 other female one of which you
1: work in the same office with
0: right like that was that was set up to just be so egregious that it was like Again, you take me out of that, and even though the message was totally real, and I forgot the line that her one colleague says, and I was like, that's 100% true. I totally get that. I was out of the experience, though, because of how over the top that was. And and that loses its
1: effectiveness.
0: Yes. Because- When you're trying to
2: make a point, when you're trying to use entertainment to highlight some things in our culture and our society that we wish could be better, or that a lot of people believe should be worked on, or should be looked at, or brought attention to, um, you know, when it's when it's that ridiculous, you lose a lot of the like the message doesn't land the way that it could. And I want to talk about it's insincere episode. It's insincere, yeah. I want to talk about an episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier where they're they're going to talk to um, the, the black Captain America and they're in the street and they're having the argument and the cops roll up and they automatically assume that Sam Wilson is hassling Sebastian Stan's character um, because he's black. Now, that was a very powerful moment because that's a real thing that happens. That absolutely happens in our world. Incidents like that happen. And I know that there was there's going to be people that saw that and just immediately recognized it. But it was it was real like that. That was that was effective. Like that told a story. It didn't tell you, you audience, you should feel this way on this issue. It just told a story with through the eyes of two characters and their experience And that experience continued throughout the show, but it was never a checklist and it never felt forced. It felt natural. And I watched it and it had an impact on me. I went, wow, you know, like that's, that's a real thing that happens. The kind of message they were trying to deliver here. I think the effectiveness was greatly reduced by just kind of the ridiculousness of it.
1: Agreed. I I think that was a fantastic example to use too.
0: Yeah. It, um, you know, so you had that. And then I also felt, too, like in that that last episode and it, it, you know, it goes right into episode nine. Um, You know, that's where it kicks off. I get it. There was the theme of once they, you know, Bruce told her in episode one, once they see you as the monster, yada, yada, yada. It felt really forced, though. And, and again, maybe you guys are going to have a different opinion. But it felt really forced that she was already in prison, like for raging out a little bit. Like it just felt forced because I'm like, she's done a lot of good. Okay, she had her moment, but she didn't. It's not like she attacked anybody like I I don't know. I I didn't feel like that felt earned like she was like she'd be locked up in the same thing that abomination was.
2: That was a little over the top. Um, Is it the whole end of episode eight was a little odd to me. Um, it was interesting because episode eight, you know, uh she and Daredevil go back to her place and it it becomes obvious the action they're about to take. Um, that's where I paused the episode and I sent my kids to bed. <laughs> I said, Nope. <laughs> uh, I'll let you finish this later. Um, and what was interesting about eight is when I unpaused it to rewatch it myself, that's kind of where things did start to fall apart a little bit. I I had enjoyed eight all the way up to that point. And then all of a sudden, you know, the the Um, intelligentsia group kind of takes over the feed and like nobody who's running the event like live production could just like oh no just cut the feed like we'll just turn that off like i'll turn the amp off so that at least the the audio is not coming out like that part just felt weird to me and then she just completely flips out and 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 just not in a gen way like yes i can understand her anger of course naturally um but the the way that she reacted just felt like what are they doing with this? Like why this feels out of character and Matt, to your point. Yeah. When we start nine and she's already in abominations prison, I was like, this feels way over the top, Uh, way, just, I don't know. It, it felt too much was being
1: forced. Not enough. To me, it felt like what they were trying to convey, because like you said, she reacts in a very non-gen way. And for like a split second, I was like, oh, is there a Hulk personality that is taking over her is that what the final episode is going to be is this new duality that the hulk characters have been Mm -hmm. presented as and that was like for a split second then i was like no they're not doing that like i just immediately knew that they weren't and then to have her put in that cell really feels like and and when i say this way again that's like why why am i defending this so much i don't know but like there's a little bit of them like hey well you know like (laughs) i can understand that she-Hulk is like the same person as Jen and there's never been like another person with a hand on the wheel as Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner described it. It's always her. But like society doesn't see that. They see a monster. So like I can't, I like I get like I get the idea. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. I get the idea or the direction that the show was trying to go in, but it it is not well executed. It feels extremely heavy-handed and very forced and like it almost feels like they're contradicting the character of Jen and She-Hulk, like particularly the Hulk part of it that they set up through the entire season. Uh, it's, it's like they're going back. Yeah, no, I think
0: those are very good points. Um, and I want to bring up because we said we, we like Jen a lot. I liked her. Um, the actress, I liked the character a lot. There's one instance where I didn't like the character. And I wanna tie that to Blonsky. And I really liked seeing him back. Not the biggest fan of the the overall design change for Abomination or the voice. It, you know, I I guess I can kinda understand it because he's not this rage monster anymore. So like maybe his voice is different and thing and like his his look has evolved over all of these years. Um I like seeing him back. I liked his ep- you know, I liked his his contribution to the show, but where I was really upset with Jen's character. And I felt like it's kind of a dickhead move from Jen was this guy genuinely helped you. And I believe it was, was that episode seven where she goes to his retreat or was Uh, that? Yeah. Yeah. Seven. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of, I kind of hated that episode. Like, so, but like he genuinely helps you. Like he legitimately tries to get you to understand you have your group session and, you know, whether you like the episode or not, he did a genuine thing for Jen and you get to the final episode and you find out he's been turning into abomination. But you look at that final episode before the huge fourth wall break, he comes in there to just talk to these guys and you might say like, it's stupid that he doesn't know what they're doing. As soon as he finds out that they're trying to hurt Jen, he protects her. As soon as Hulk comes in and says, get away from my cousin, he doesn't try to fight him back in an attack formation. He says, hang on a second. This isn't what you think. And he just defends himself, but never fights Hulk back, like fights Hulk. I thought it was weird for Jen to then turn around and like, I get it. He's not supposed to turn into abomination. But I thought it was weird that she was like, I want him to go back to prison. Like, it just felt weird that she would do that, given the fact that like this guy like genuinely helped you. And even when he was turning into abomination, he wasn't doing it to rob a bank, hurt people like he was in his, you know, Zen garden or whatever that that retreat was. And, and I just didn't feel like that was, I, I don't know. It felt very against her character that she threw him back in prison. I, I don't know.
1: Maybe I, uh, what do you guys think when that? She was talking to Kevin. That's weird to say. Uh, And she's like, I want him. I just want him to be accountable for his actions. I was like, cool. Like that's a great principle. i love that. Like I like that is very much like the principles that Jen, the character lives her life by. But then to see because like I immediately didn't put it together that he that means he's going back to prison for like ten years or whatever she said, I was like, that is stupid. Like that, that that is not that doesn't have to be the accountability that he has. Like there are ways for him to be accountable for his actions without that. And it if like it feels like you're just being a jerk. Like it's just rude.
0: It feels pure Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I felt like he has been accountable for his actions. Like, he's trying to be accountable for them by trying to actually, like, it really felt like he's been genuinely trying to help people. Like, I thought, you know, like, when he was like, oh, I've got my eight wives and things like that and everything. And like, okay, we're going to find out this guy's a total jerk. Like, he's 100% behind this thing. He's going after her as like a revenge against Bruce. But he, genuinely, like I said, like he protects Jen without hesitation. Like he genuinely seemed to be like a caring person now that was trying to help others. And yeah, it just, boy, it it felt like a real jerk move from her. It really did. But, and and the other thing too, is like, if you
2: think about, okay, so we're finally exploring some things that have been floating for a long time. So we've seen abomination in uh, Shang-Chi. I'm sorry, Shang-Chi. you know, we, just, we saw him there it was like, oh, whoa, what is that? Like, he was even in the trailer. We're like, whoa, what's going mm-hmm. on? You know, so we're, we're still kind of exploring that original Hulk film. And now we know that the leader is going to feature into the New World Order that we see in the next Captain America film. Um, you know, to put to put Abomination on ice for a little bit, uh, which, you know, obviously we know that he's not. Um you know, to set it up that way, that would be a waste to not use this character because, particularly, if we're going to get you know a good Hulk story, like a really good Hulk story, possibly, Abomination's a character you need.
0: Yeah. Um. Now, uh, let's let's switch focus and let's talk about them. Uh, I'm in love with them, Charlie Cox. <laughs> oh my gosh, so good. The, this guy, uh, I was talking about this with a couple of a couple of friends at work, and again, a, a, a ton of credit. Um, how do you pronounce her name again?
1: Because I always butcher it. Tut. She uh, the she. Oh, Tatiana Mazlani, I think.
0: Okay. Yes. Uh, credit to her too, but was and I feel like he brought a lot to it. Their chemistry was off oh the charts. Yeah. Like they genuinely felt like two people that were crushing on each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Uh, like I like to the point where I was like, no, I, I need to see this explore. Yeah. Like if they were, if they were an actual thing in the MCU, I'm, I'm fine. Like I need it because I was blown away by their chemistry uh i will make a quick sidebar and say it's not terrible but his new suit is definitely not what i want to see completely going yeah. forward um you know m- maybe some modifications to the color scheme of the red and stuff from the netflix series um but i definitely am not a huge fan of his you know half ketchup half mustard <laughs> suit um <laughs> like
1: i love that line. I, I
0: don't think that's great <laughs> But, you know, minus a few CGI things when he's flipping around in that fight with Jen, the fact that they use the Netflix theme, the fact that it looked like we got a little bit of a hint at maybe what his theme will be for the MCU um, for everybody that was like worried about like, oh, they're going to ruin Daredevil. I don't think they did anything, at least for me, but encourage me for what's going to come in the future for born again, certainly rumors of Spider-Man four. Um, but man, he just the small glimpse we got of him in no way home. And then the little bit of stuff we got with him and she Hulk boy, he just reminded me that God, I, I need more daredevil in my life.
1: Yeah. I, I loved everything about him. And like, even when he's not daredevil, when he's being Matt Murdoch, like the conversation that they had at the family dinner, at the end of the episode, like just entirely sold me on him, which I already was like, I didn't need to be sold at that point, but like him as a Matt Murdoch, as a character, not just daredevil, Matt Murdoch, but also genuinely that relationship between Jen and Matt. It was like, I just need more of this. And he is incredible. Like, like even the thing, which I'll just say to Charlie Cox's credit, he like, he's blind, obviously. Okay. If you didn't know daredevil's blind (laughs) newsflash, um, (laughs) Like the way that he performs that by when he's talking to someone like almost not looking at him, like it almost kind of looks like he's always staring off into space, which like a blind person would do that. Like they they don't need to look at you. And and there's something about like just like the physical portrayal of being blind. He has it down really well. And I like it.
2: I'm going to actually be disappointed when the Daredevil show comes around if uh, Jen Walters slash She-Hulk is not featured in it in some way like if it's if like it's just the whole show focuses on daredevil and we don't get anything with her or any exploration of where this goes i will legitimately be disappointed because that's how effective these two were on screen together both in their superhero you know setups and and their their kind of civilian um you know personas as well um it just really works and if we don't get any she hulk in the daredevil show i'll consider that a big miss
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, But yeah, he and I do like the little again, like I said, the theme and everything. But like, you know, even that hallway fight, the little nod to the Netflix show, the somewhat dimmer lighting. um, Yeah, everything about them was great. Their banter when she's like, you wanted to take 30 minutes to take all these guys out. And he's like, "I, I, I still don't understand where you're getting the math from. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, like it was that was great in their conversation in the bar where he tells her, you know, you're in a unique position to help people as Jennifer Walters with the law. And when the law fails, you can help them as She-Hulk, um, you know, just a guy that like, a- again, like that character, Matt Murdoch, he's portrayed him so well as just a genuine person who cares um it was it was great to see him um i really enjoyed it a lot um and cuz all i heard you know uh, everything that i saw was they're going to ruin daredevil even when they released that clip of showing him um in the episode they were like up oh, here we go daredevil's making a joke marvels ruined him and i was like no i don't feel like they ruined him at all um they they made me excited to see where he goes now granted you know a, a bigger scope of him with what they do might completely change but what we got of this i was like yeah no this is you can see why marvel was like hell bent on bringing him back cuz they could have very easily recasted um it's happened all the time um And I guess, have
2: they officially said if the Netflix shows are canon or not? Because they've kind of gone back and forth a little bit, I think.
0: So they have come out and said that, yes, this is the same Daredevil that, you know, those events happened. Um, But there's there's some there's some opportunity to, like, refresh those stories. So he has had what has happened to him in the Netflix series carried over into this universe
2: i think you'll see some light retconning at a minimum
0: yeah i yeah i definitely think you will but for the most part he's intact as this is who we know um so i was i was just incredibly incredibly happy to see him um you know villain wise Again, th- th- that's not what this story was, but you really didn't have anybody in- incredibly interesting. Um, you know, Titania, you know, that was Rob. We talked about this. That was a joke. The fact yeah. that that whole storyline with her being able to sue She Hulk, Oh, that was being out everywhere, like probably she, the low point of the
2: series. Honestly, yeah, that, like, that whole storyline is the low point of the series.
0: Because you know what? And I just I just thought of this while I was about to bring up this point with her while i was talking about her you know they put she hulk in jail because she rages out for 35 seconds and destroys an an led (laughs) screen but yet the next episode like titania was able to sue her when in court after she broke into a courtroom destroyed things attacked people and she was running free the very next episode out and about doing whatever she wanted. Um, So the fact that she Hulk was in jail on episode nine just made me think of like how much, like how stupid that really was that she was able to do all that because she yeah, attacked, she, a, was, she attacked a courtroom. Yeah. She's
2: uh, there's really nothing about that character that I liked. I f- almost every time she was on screen, I felt annoyed, annoyed in some way. Um, just, I didn't like how she was written. I didn't like how they used her at all. Um, so I guess really you would say the, the villain of the series is the intelligentsia and where I'm still not a hundred percent clear on what they're, what actually drove them to hate her so much. The only thing that I really gather. She's a, she's
0: a woman. It's again, it was that men suck.
2: Check it off the list. Yep. Um, the, the, and I, and that's really what I was thinking. Um, but I guess if you really get into it, I guess what they're most upset about is that she got powers that she didn't earn and they want powers. I, I I don't know. Like, I guess you could say that about almost everybody. Like, you know, like
1: it's very much, this is what I'll say to, I mean, like a lot of the, that entire villain feels like, are we meeting these checklist items that we want? Um, But that conversation where they were talking more about that really kind of feels like pride from the bottom, which I've heard people have those genuine conversations about superheroes, like fantasy characters that don't exist in real life, like really cause those feelings in people, which is beyond me. But so like that part of it, at least for me, from my experience was very believable, but like the very much like, feminine females thing that they have against It's just like it very much checklisted, but that other part of it, I'm like, there's something you're getting at here that like beyond just a dumb internet website, that would be an interesting thing to have in the MCU. Like, because in the world, there really is that thing where you get pride from the bottom and that, that'd be interesting to see.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's talk here. Um, have to mention it would be a crime the mvp of the show the unsung hero madison (laughs) (laughs) you you almost forget by the time but yeah when are we getting madison and wongers that's that's got to be a special presentation one hour show Let's let's check them going to a wedding together. Let's I, let's watch them walking through a target. Um, I want them to have
2: their own CBS style sitcom where it's just them getting into hijinks and everything is resolved by the end with no tie into the greater MCU. I would love that. Yeah,
0: I I, I would want that. But especially um,
1: when Wong <laughs> at the end, when he goes to get abomination, he's like, you got sucked into another TV show. And he's like, we really at our like the." peak of tv or something like that like whatever he says like yes give me that
0: yeah i uh and it's funny because when she first appeared on screen i was like huh she's gonna be annoying and it took me three seconds to to fall in love with that character because it was just like she also had like genuine like she had even though her inner her screen time was small like her moments with Wong was like really wholesome kind of like it. They just really were. Um, And and I will give Marvel a ton of credit for taking a character that could have very easily been like, Oh my God, get her off the screen too. If you really look on social media or try to look up anything, everybody loves her. Like, you will not find people talking bad about that character. you will find people saying get her into the MCU we like do a short with her so- like we need we want Madison I even they they do
2: little things on Disney plus all the time I mean not even just Marvel related but there's a ton of like Marvel shorts and stuff like mm-hmm. that that exist on Disney plus but they do this with Disney like there's you can find all kinds of shorts about major, Disney films that you didn't know existed if you don't scroll through it. And and I can't recommend highly enough the um, the one that they did for Frozen 2 with um, uh, Olaf, where he like retells the story of all of the other major Disney films using the Frozen characters, but just like condenses it as fast as he can. And there's like six of them and they are so funny. Like you will you will just bust a gut laughing every time. There's room on Disney Plus to do stuff like that, you know, with with someone like Madison, with with her and Wong together. There's room for that. And you're 100 percent right. This character easily could have annoyed the crap out of all of us. And I kind of kept waiting for that moment where she'd be like, all right, Wongers, I'm out of here. You're boring me. Bye. You know, mm-hmm. like, and we never got it. And thank you, Marvel, for not doing that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I thought they they pulled that off perfectly.
1: I, uh, I, I, so. it makes me wonder, like, I haven't watched it yet, but like, why make Werewolf by Night and not make Wong and Madison? Like, h- has anyone even watched Werewolf by Night? <laughs> Probably not. Oh, no.
0: Nah. I did. Oh, I love okay. it. I would suggest, I would suggest you okay. watch it. I'm, I loved it. But yes, um, please give
1: us more special presentations, but like, give us more just like, give like characters I like just existing and like being fun to watch.
0: Yeah, Um, I'm going to ask for a prediction from both of you. Harrison, you said you'd never do this again, um,
1: because,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but I'm asking. Anything for
1: you, you, Matt. I'll break my own rules. uh,
0: uh, A a small throwaway, or we keep hearing this. What deal did Madison make? What character... Is is that the biggest throwaway ever that will finally get Mephisto? Is is that still just completely never going to happen? Because she mentions that she made a deal. Well, she says with a goat, she can't tell anybody about it. So what do you think?
1: You know, I totally forgot about that till right now. So like, give me a second to think of something.
2: (laughs) So Rob, you can go first. Um, you know, I had also forgotten about that. And so like, Oh yeah, like that, that was the thing that had happened. Um, I don't necessarily think that's, that's a big foreshadowing thing. I, I you know, I think that's, you know, people looking for the skeleton of Galactus in, in like the, the, you know, I forget what show that that was even in that, you, you know, you kind of saw him there. I think that's more one of those things that they, they're just kind of throwing out as an Easter egg that not to be taken seriously. Um, you know, Mephisto keeps coming up over and over again. Um, I don't think that this phase feels right for Mephisto because this is yeah, the, no. the multiversal phase. So Kang the Conqueror feels much more like a good big bad for that. Um, if they really go occult, if they really want to go mystical at some point as a focus of a future phase, then I think Mephisto does feel right for that.
0: I feel like that could be an maybe that could be Doctor Strange three. You
2: I could feel do that
0: I feel like that could be something, but he also features very prominently with Spider-Man. He really does. Um he he definitely does. So uh Harrison, any thoughts on that part?
1: I I agree that if you were to bri- How can I say this the right way? It is a fun thing to mention because we're nerds. Like <laughs> but I don't I don't think it's right culturally. I don't think it's right within the MCU at this time to do that. And so it would it would be be awkward. Uh and it just wouldn't work. But like, yeah, do it later. Do do something with like get something with Doctor Strange going on because of what happened with Spider Man and Peter Parker in No Way Home and get um Craven the Hunter and get like the two of them mixed up and bring in Mephisto some way. Like, like like something happens between uh, Craven the Hunter, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man. And somehow that leads to Mephisto. Get that going. I think it will work great. Yeah.
0: It it almost feels like some of that should be almost like what Netflix did with the Defenders. Like certain characters that would be with Mephisto. Like those would specifically like all of that would be Disney Plus. Like you'd have like a Ghost Rider show that like certain things. And then they all come together to confront a villain that's like, all right, we've done some crazy things on screen, but maybe this is more for just having on the streaming service. But, um, Th- that's yeah. what if
1: I haven't watched werewolf by not yet, but I love that. It's, it's, um, uh, Marvel studios, special presentation. Give us more special presentations. Mm-hmm. Give us more special TV shows. If that you want to call that, like how fun would that to be to have? Like, do I think we're going to get Ghost Rider anytime soon? Probably not. As much as I want that to happen, I really don't think we're going to get a character like Ghost Rider in the MCU soon. Maybe one day. But, like, take those characters. I wish that they would do something with Sentry. I think that'd be a really cool character to do something with. And just let them exist on Disney Plus and have no impact on the MCU. But just, like, here's characters that we're Mm -hmm. not going to do anything with, but they're in our pool. We'll do something else with them. We'll go play in the toy box with them. Like, do that. Please. Do it animated if you want to. I don't know. Just, like... Don't let these cool characters be wasted. I feel like the child in me is screaming.
2: You mean like the X Men?
1: Yeah, but I feel like that's coming. Hopefully, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like the reason I didn't mention them is because I'm hoping that they'll be in the MCU. <laughs> but yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, I. Well, we'll we're gonna find out November 11th if one of them's gonna be introduced. Really? So What's on November 11th? We'll see. We'll see. What kind of? Oh, okay. So for, for as long
2: as that film has been announced, the rumor has been that, um, storm would make, I would debut, love that. Uh, I would like
1: have yep. a cow in the theater. So I'm good we, with all of
0: that. So we will see what happens. Um, all right, guys, I, I I'm going to give each of you, uh, an opportunity here to recap your thoughts. Um, any last topics that you want to give, and then we will give an overall rating, um, of this show um, based on our popcorn time uh, review scale. So Harrison, uh, I will let you go first. Uh, you kind of mentioned it, but w- what are your, your final thoughts here? Your, your closing argument for she Hulk, um, she Hulk
1: should. Uh, let me start this statement over again. I did not like she Hulk when it started, but, They won me over at the end. Retroactively, they made everything fun because Tatiana is great as Jen. The character of She-Hulk and Jen are both really fun. They feel very comfortable to be with in in entertainment, if that makes sense. Like a character that's just very easy to be with and to get into and to to press play. It's easy to do that. Or like something like Andor feels like more of a commitment. Uh, And that makes it easy to watch this and it makes it easy entertainment and they really kind of experimented and did some new things and tried new things. And some of them were misses. Like I got to re- redact my statement where I said, like the ending made everything that I disliked into a, like it did that for most of them. There's still a few of them where I'm like, ah, that was really just like a total miss, but I'm glad that they're doing something new. And and as much as they tried to call down and be like, Oh, we have the MCU formula. They definitely fell into that formula, but I like the acknowledgement that like, there is a formula that we're trying to get out of. So like, I am happy to let them experiment and I'll keep watching it. And because it was fun, like they won me over by the end and it makes me extremely excited for the character of Jen and she Hulk to come back. Like if that's what this show was supposed to do, you got it. I need more. She Hulk now because of the show.
0: All right. Fair enough, Rob, I'll let you follow
2: that up. Yeah, I would just say I want to see more She-Hulk too. Even though I, I hope that the things that people are critiquing, the kinds of things that we're critiquing about this show that we were saying were a total miss, I, I hope that because they haven't called this a series finale, they called it a season finale. Mm-hmm. They could, they could definitely do a season two, and I hope that they do, and I hope that we get, you know, I, I hope it, I hope that some of the things that we're talking about and others have said um, are kind of taken into consideration and, and it's not just brushed off as you know uh, you know, you're review bombing this show because you don't like it. Cause it's a girl in the lead. Like is that happening out there? Yes. But nobody talked about review bombing with black widow because they didn't have to. People liked the black widow movie. Like nobody talked about review bombing with wonder woman. Because it was a good movie. Nobody talked about it because it didn't happen. Because it's it's an actually good movie. Now, Wonder Woman 1984, they did talk about, oh, the reason people don't like this is because of Toxic masculinity. No, people didn't like Wonder Woman 1984 because that was a crap movie that it's nobody horrible. should watch. And it was a complete failure on almost
0: and, every front. And she basically rapes a guy.
2: Exactly. And it's so. a complete failure uh, on so many levels. So, listen, I think it's important that we we see more in terms of diversity of our of our heroes and of our of our characters on screen i think that's a good thing and i think equality is a great thing well part of equality is being able to criticize equally as well so if it's if it's fine for us to criticize a male-led show it should also if we want to live in an equal world it should also be fine for us to criticize a female-led show and have it actually be criticism just like any other, th- just like we would criticize Loki, just like we would criticize Hawkeye, just like we criticize um, parts of, of Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Any of those things are just as valid. And I I want to see more. I, I do want to see this character appear elsewhere in the MCU. Certainly, I would love, like I said, I want to see her in the Daredevil show. Whatever happens next with with Bruce Banner's Hulk character. Um but just going forward, you know, put Jen as part of the Avengers. You know, there's there's room in the comics, there's multiple Avengers mm-hmm. squads at different points. You know, they have like, there was like three different Avengers squads running at one point. Now they're kind of back to just mm-hmm. the one main team. Like
0: the the West Coast Avengers. And
2: Well, they had, yeah, they had West Coast Avengers. But then there's also like Uncanny Avengers they ran with mm-hmm. for a while. They ran with uh, all new, all different Avengers for a while. You know, there was like three different squads that had like different like squad leaders. Um, and then like the big Avengers team. There's room for her in that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, show me, show me more, but I don't need any more wedding scenes. I just don't, I don't need more like stupid. Like I didn't get the courtroom stuff that I thought I was going to get. Yeah. Um, the stuff I did get, I, I didn't like a lot of it. I did. Yeah. Like some Where's uh, the, the I'm still waiting
1: there. for Westview. The Wanda Maximoff. That's all I wanted for the show. Didn't get it once. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, some of the things that we thought we might get, you know, like some of the implications of the blip. You know, like property rights, what happens to property rights? What happens to mm-hmm. contracts? What happens to things like marriages as a result of the blip? I thought that would have been really fun for her to explore from a legal standpoint. And I was looking forward to that. We got none of it. And that doesn't mean that I'd hate the show because that's it didn't do what I wanted it to do. Um, but man, what they did do with some of the legal stuff was was really the low points of the series.
0: Yeah, I I agree and again, the even though it pointed out some of the things that I did not like about that show a little more, um I did end up enjoying the show overall. Do I think it's the weakest out of the MCU shows? Yes, I do. Um however, I will say If Marvel actually has really listened to the fans and are truly going to do something different, even with some of their movies, um, with all of the call outs that happened, I think for whatever, like retroactively, I'll remember this show a little bit more fondly for being the show that Marvel used as a launching pad to kind of call out some of their faults. Um, So I I do like this show. Um, In terms of my rating, and then I'll let Rob, you give yours, and then Harrison, you give yours. Um, I will say that this is a three bucket out of five for me. Um, It certainly was majorly leaning at, like, if you would have asked me at episode six, this was leaning towards, like, a two or, like, a one and a half. I I was really not enjoying this show because there were glimpses of what I wanted, and then they took it away, like... And it was really, really upsetting me. However, um, I-, I did finding myself at the end going, "Okay, um, you you got me back. Um, you know, we're 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 back on on speaking terms." So that that's where I'm going to end my <laughs> that's where I'm going to end my review. Uh, well, my score for She Hulk. So, Rob.
2: Yeah, Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm very close to you. Uh, um, two and a half buckets of popcorn for this overall, uh, not something I, I personally see myself rewatching definitely some laugh out loud moments. Um, definitely some very poor decision-making and some very interesting, creative things that we haven't seen yet. Um, but overall, you know, look, I, was I entertained every week? Yeah. Even the episodes I hated, I was entertained by, uh, so two and a half for me.
0: Okay. Harrison.
1: Um this is 3 buckets of popcorn and a bag of licorice. Uh oh. so not quite a fourth <laughs> bucket of popcorn, but a th- three buckets isn't enough. Um so I you know to simplify, I would say I'd say like 3. Um where I really like I, I'll say this, 3 buckets of popcorn of the best popcorn you've ever had. Like it is definitely not 4 and it's definitely not 5. But the three buckets of popcorn that it is, I really enjoyed, and I and I.
2: So it's like caramel corn. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I like caramel corn. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. Because I, like I said, the ending for it just like really won me over. Like I just retroactively was like, yeah, I like that. Like even the things I really hated, I like, and I could go back to and like now enjoy. Like those memories in my head are enjoyable memories instead of frustrations, and uh, it worked.
0: All right. Well, it certainly was a different review than what we're used to, uh, but I am glad that we got to come together and and do this review and and talk about She-Hulk. Um, so Harrison, I'll be interested just as a group to hear what you think of Andor when you finally get around to watching it cuz um I believe it was episode 5 where they reviewed like you look at reviews and they're like brace yourself for peak star wars again like
1: oh dang it, andor
0: mm. yeah andor has been getting nothing but love um and yeah I, I think it was episode 5 when it released they were like this is this is once again some of the best star wars you will oh, ever dang. see um
1: and is it so just the 6 episodes be, like did it just finish I don't
0: know if Andor. I'm I'm actually behind on it, so I have to myself catch up. So I'm I'm not sure exactly where it still stands, Um, but I know it has been getting incredible reviews uh, for that show. So I'll be interested to see what you what you guys think. If, Rob, you are able to catch up on it as well. Um, Certainly, hopefully we can do uh, season three of The Mandalorian as a whole um, and review those. But oh, yeah. Guys, thank you so much for, for being able to be a part of this. This was a lot of fun. Uh, and listeners, thank you so much for joining us with this episode and any other episodes that you've listened to. Be sure to check out our show notes. Email the show, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Reddit. The show, uh, The link for the Basement Binge is in the show notes. Interact with all of our pages, all of our channels, and we will see you very soon. At Mac goes to the movies.